Blessings. I pray God guided me safely through my adolescence. Went through many trials and I learned many lessons. Even when I was lost, I had faith and I stayed with it. And I finally found me. It was easy to do once I realized I was worth finding. Now I can see that silver lining. Only time can tell if it all goes well. Hope I make a difference before I say farewell. They say you're the best when you're home. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of From Boys to Men. I'm your host, Terry, Mr. King. I'm here with my co-host. Eddie Bunch. Eddie Bunch is in the building, y'all. And I am grateful for our co-host, our, our special guest today. Uh, man, I've been trying to get with actually my, one of my friends on here for a long time. And his brother actually came along, too. So, actually, I'm so excited to introduce our special guest for today in this episode, my friends Kendall and Kenny Jordan. Go ahead and tell the people, introduce yourself to the people, say hey, what's up, everything, you know? How's it going, people? Um, my name is Kendall. Nice to meet y'all. Um, I'm a good friend of Chris. I don't know how to say this. <laughs> Long time coming, man. Um, I'm a practicing mental health counselor. Uh, and so I've been practicing that for quite some time. So uh, that's really what I do most of the time. Other than that, playing basketball, chilling. Uh, Kenny here. Um, I'm uh, an artist based out of Pensacola. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so Kendall, let's talk about a uh, mental health counselor. Absolutely. So how how's what role do you play with that? Do you like do more with like kids, or you do more like? Um, I've I've done mostly with kids. Uh, so far in my career, I've done a lot with kids. I've also done a lot with psych um, psychiatric units. So right now, my primary patients are psychiatric. Patients uh, dealing with a lot of schizophrenic, bipolar disorder. Um, so, my goal, long term goal, is to definitely get back with kids into the school system. Um, that's definitely where my projection in life is going towards. But uh, right now, I'm dealing with the with the psyche. You know, so. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, I know you can't discuss cases and everything, mm-hmm. but as you see more like more like extreme cases and everything so like what you do you see like a similarity of causes of like most people going through like um, depression or like getting to a point where like they like lose it um i think here you know what i've seen just from my personal take um a lot of drug induced is a, a a natural cause of People who are going through struggling times and can't quite cope with it. Um, if it's starting from trauma to depression, and then, you know, as we all know, sometimes we look for coping skills and they're unhealthy and go to substances. And, you know, if you don't have good control of your life, sometimes it gets out of hand. And so a lot of my patients are just patients who are just like me and you, who just so happen to just kind of lost control in the substances and then, uh, you know, backtrack into some major depressive disorders and anxiety and trauma and um, some of it's biochemical and, you know, you know, sometimes your brain is just wired a different way than other people and, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely tough to see it sometimes because you see people you know and see on the streets that are, are very good people at heart. Um, 
You said good at heart and what else? Um, they're good people, man. Uh, regardless of the situation, you come across they're very good people with their heart and mean well. It's just unfortunate circumstances. So facts. How'd you decide to become a mental health counselor? Like, what drove you into that? Um, as a kid, I always enjoyed helping people. It was something that I knew I was pretty good at, just by opening a door. Um, it made me feel good when I was having a bad day, seeing help somebody kind of smile was pretty cool. Um, as I got older, had my own issues and situations that I quite couldn't figure out um, through the brain. I didn't why I didn't know why I was reacting a certain way and why I saw things differently. So I was interested in why the brain did what it did and why people react a certain way. And so. After basketball not working out, how I planned it, um, you know, you get into college, you don't know what you want to do, and run into a pretty good professor who told me that, hey, maybe social work is probably my alley, and, uh, you know, I trusted that adjustment and, and went forward, and it became natural. So um, I think just a combination of my own circumstances as a adolescent combined with just seeing what the world needs at heart um, kind of drove me to this direction. For sure. I hear that, I hear that. Yes. And how do you deal with, you know, seeing so many people going through it? Um, you know, because like you said, just take one trigger, one event for us to end up looking just like that. Um, so how how do you keep that balance in your life? Um, support system. Um, as I get older, that answer changes, actually. Um, but right now, currently, um, a strong support system helps me keep that balance. Um, my brother next to me is a huge key in that. Um, my family, um, finding creative outlets. So when you get off work, you don't want to dive too back hard into something that you practice every day. You kind of want to go find something else to do to kind of keep your brain active, but not active in a place that you have to do eight hours a day. So that's really where my balance kind of comes from. All right, so now Kenny. So I know how the art thing came out. But can you elaborate with the people? Because, like, I know you was great at basketball. I really felt like you should have played basketball somewhere in my eyes. Like, to me, if people who don't know or never seen you play, he'll break your ankles. He'll collect, he'll collect bones or whatever. But like, <laughs> but, like, your artwork is just as good as your basketball game. So how did you come about to just finding, like, your path to becoming an artist? Uh, it was more so like one and the same, um, so kind of like stimulation. Okay. Uh, being real young, um, I just realized I paid attention to like different stuff. Or if the same thing was put in front of me, I just had different questions or tried to take it to different places. So my dad played ball, so when he gave me a ball, I just did the same thing I do in art with basketball. Um, Eventually you realize what you want to go through, what you don't want to go through, and you make certain choices. So, uh, family's big, so I always started taking care of family, like, at an early age, probably younger than I should have, like, thinking in a different role. And so, um, once you start kind of getting real close to family, and our family's huge, yeah. and we were like this growing up, so that kind of made... Um, that kind of helped me make my decisions of what I want to pursue and what I don't want to pursue. And then basketball was kind of like something that 
I don't know if I'm really going to put my whole heart into this. So when you start working, trying to make a life for yourself here, like just around the city, I eventually was like, this ain't it. So I was like, fuck it. I'm about to go do some art. Because I know I'm never going to stop there. So for me, it's a, it's not a means to an end. So it's going to be constant. So you pick something that's constant, and then you build around that. So that's how I got into art. And then... How far you want to go with it? Well, no. It, well, also, you just touched on a part I really want to get into because he's like, say you got like a like, fatherly role early on. Because like the first time I met you, actually even seen you, was uh, we was in Pace, and Kendall had got put down to JV, and him and uh, Coach Alexander got into it. I think Coach Alexander got into you with your mama. And you got on the bus, <laughs> and I was like, "Who is this little guy?" Is but he, he, I'm like, "Oh, he about to buck on Coach Alexander." So, <laughs> hey, I, I seen like, like really every time I see you, I know like my whole theme in your head, my head is like you, your brother's keepers, but like not even just like just for your brother, but like, it's certain people that you call your brother, you like, they keeper, like you protector, like. I mean, it ain't really so like that. It's just like. You don't want to see nobody like get like effed over. Yeah. So that just happened to be the case, and then you being that close to me, it ain't really gonna go down like that. You know, you can't go, you can't take it to certain lengths or whatever like that. But you you do let it be known, hey, it, it ain't what you think it is. And I know you can control some areas, but they ain't gonna stop what we doing. So and we'll get to where we want to get to without you. And. Before, I don't really like to speak on like the whole situation entirely, but yeah. it just looked like it was one sided and that's been done to me, but you know, I, I got through it, so yeah. for him it was just like, Nah, you you can take that loss, you be good. <laughs> <laughs> so how all right, I know you like both of y'all are real important to each other, but how much important is your relationship with your brother, like conversation wise, the conversations y'all have? Like It's huge. It's huge. Like who who do y'all draw from each other or I know I feel like y'all do both of y'all got different perspectives, yeah. but because uh, if I come to you, Kendall, when I come to you most of the time, I was like, I need to talk to the guru. I don't even want to. I was like, Kendall, hey, uh, I'm talk, I need to talk to the guru real quick. But, no, it's not like that. Uh, I had to like witness a lot of stuff growing up, and then it got to the point where it was like, yo, you ain't got to go through that, so I'll do this so you don't have to. But then when you, like, life, that ain't how life works. Everybody got to go through it regardless. Yeah. So then, so our relationship develops more and more when we give each other that space. So I don't press him like I used to press him. Yeah. I used to, I, yeah, I used to treat him in basketball. Is, <laughs> I, he, he was supposed to have been better. So it's like, oh uh, you're going to do this. If I did it, you're going to do it, and I know yeah. you can understand what I'm doing. As long as you can understand it. You can kind of do it. Now it's up to you about your will. But as far as our relationship and conversations go, uh, Kendall, he, he talks to people more. Like, he, he's more yeah. sociable. So I have, like, strong views, and I know how to talk on views without expressing mine, but talk it, like, from a, a bunch of perspectives. So I would come to him, and he'll be like, hey, he'll butt heads. But we're just trying to get to the same place. So the more I, I kind of relax... Let him talk, let him do his thing. We meet up when we meet up, and we chop it up there. Yeah. Um, 
I, I definitely can like growing up it was like you know looking back I was was kind of like like I didn't understand him but I understood him in like in a brotherly way yeah um, but like the way he moved through life was just it's like I don't quite understand it because I was, it was different. It was different to me. Um, you know, obviously he's older brother, so he's seen more than I did, and yeah. you know he did a very good job of kind of making sure I didn't see or know about certain things. Um, so as you get older, like he's saying, like I don't understand why he was so pressed on me about a lot of different things. But now I'm older, I'm like, dang, I wish I probably would have listened a little bit more. And just you know say, want to say thank you for doing what you did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but you know now that I'm older, I'm kind of like happy we didn't do that because. He allowed me to have my own space as a as a man and grow as a person, you know, and actually be able to say who I am. Um, you know, in high school, yeah. You know, before I met y'all, like you was, hey, I was I, <laughs> that's all, that's, that was my nickname, man. Going in high school, honestly, I, I knew you as like yo. I knew you as like. All right, so freshman year, <laughs> we walk in the hall, and like everybody's like, oh, I was like, okay, he's sitting outside this class, light skinned dude. I was like, okay, what's up? It's like, oh yeah, that's Kendall Jordan. I was like. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> it's like, oh, he playing varsity on the basketball team. I was like, well, fuck him. I don't give a fuck. He ain't better than me. Look, I had an ego. I'm an ego. I was an egomaniac. Yeah. So, like, competitive-wise, like, I was like, yo, I ain't just going to lay down and say anybody's better than me. But Kendall, like, honestly, I feel like even if I play ball with him today, I'm, I'm going to know where he at because I don't play with him so much now. So I already know, like, all right, he's going to be right here. I'm going to pass him the ball. I'm going to set him a screen. Yeah. Boom. Like, when you realize you don't really got to compete with people and y'all can just be a unit and work together, just like on the basketball court. Because, yeah. really, like, I used to see all y'all, like, we used to go to the same movies. I don't know if y'all never peeped that. But Kenny actually had you on his pocket. Like he, like you said, he he protect you. He always had you with him, no matter where you was at. Because I was actually with the movies with, like, Zach and everything. And then after we come down the move, I see Kenny and Ken. I was like, what the fuck? Where yeah. the fuck are they coming from? I so, really like. <laughs> I didn't really hang with y'all back in high school. I was with my brothers and brothers' friends. But you was wiser, though. You was, yeah. Now I see it like, bro, you're more wiser and you're like more chill and more level headed. Hence why most of the time I used to come to you. I was like, all right, level headed thing. Yeah. Um, um, that, like you said, that conversation that came from my brother. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, that came from learning how to be quiet um, and watch the room and not have to talk so much. So, yeah. Hey, so let me ask y'all, um, how was that transition period for y'all in between being like a high school athlete, you know, you play in a sport that you love and you want to dedicate your heart to, but you don't feel like you can really, or you, you know that that next level might not be like attainable, I guess. Uh, so you, you have to find that next passion, that next step for you in your life. How did y'all navigate that? And also, how did you navigate that, you know, know, knowing your little brother was going to experience it and trying to prepare him for it? Um, I, I've been through, like, tougher choices. So in that instance, it was just like, this is how much work it takes. Can you do it? Yes. Will you do it right now? And then you weigh your options. Like I said, family was in the way. And... I got to choose which one, the latter, which was like more important. So I chose family and I, you know, I did what I did around town and that, that's really about it. It's nothing really complicated. It's whatever you set your mind to, that's what you're going to do. So I didn't put my mind to it fully, so I'm not going to do it. Um, I knew how much it 
it took to really get in those spaces and opportunities or whatever like that and what you got to do. So for him, uh, I would always like drive him on his worth ethic and hey, what you willing to do, uh, get your emotions out the way. And so when I saw that, you know, he would kind of lean towards his emotions or thinking about other aspects of life, I would let him know you, you need to need to have your mind like broaden the horizon on some things so when you, if you get to that point i'm not saying you're not gonna break through but if you get to that point where that's not where you're gonna be at you're not gonna fall into some crazy depression if sports is all you knew in our area and people kind of put that on you sports or this and it's like yeah. no nah, they didn't really like that and you ain't gotta listen to nobody and fall into that like that little mold you can see through it you just gotta be ready for it yeah um when I, when I was going through that transition, I think in high school, uh, my senior year, I had got um, a herniated disc. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how I got it. Didn't know what happened with my senior year. I was playing travel ball, you know, AU basketball, experiencing the travel life of it and mm -hmm. seeing, you know, what it was like to be in that atmosphere. And it was, you know, it was cool. But I emotionally, I wasn't ready for that type of environment that way he's trying to prepare me for like you know emotionally wise it's gonna have to be kind of pushed to the side in order to do that kind of work and put in that place um so come senior year i really emotionally i was kind of out of it you know i really i wasn't really prepared to to the next step but physically wise i know i could have bounced back from the injury and stuff so mm -hmm. um i think by the time I, where my mind was i was more in a place where all right what's next like if basketball doesn't work out, what's what's next to come? And so uh, naturally, you start to kind of like look for different things to do, and that's when I started realizing that oh well, you know, social work or helping people is more important because there could be a kid who's younger than me is probably ten times better than I am and may run to the exact same situation. If I can counsel him and prepare him for that, so where he doesn't have to run into that same roadblock like he was preparing me for. Um, he might have to deal with that emotional side of the transition. He can probably break through it and just keep going in that dream. Cause you know who's to who's to say if I didn't go through, I probably had a pretty good time in basketball. But you know, um, I, yeah. If you don't make that your everyday life, it ain't really gonna happen. Like you think yeah, it's gonna it, happen. yeah. It, you gotta find what you gonna do day in and day out. Yeah, you gotta like with basketball. It's like you. That's it. Like. Yeah, that's it. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not so much about like you can't do other things, but your work ethic and your mindset has to be understood that this is it. This is what I'm doing. Um, I'm not really catering to different different things just yet until I have the capability of doing it. So I knew at that time I wasn't really out my my mind was. I wasn't there. Um, as I'm an adult now, I'm happy I didn't choose that because um, I think I. I think I'm better off where mm -hmm. I'm at now as far as like my life, where I'm at mentally and emotionally. Like my aspect of life is uh, 10 times better than maybe of an athlete right now. Or kin the Kindle athlete, should I say, not any other people. The, I know, different, because he's like different personas. You got yeah, yeah. Because yeah, people don't believe me. I'm like, bro, every part of your life, you got a different persona that you were, a different in your head that still lives with you. Mm -hmm. So you still got the, you got the, High school portion, you got the portion when you grew from whatever you went to to like you now. There's like so many different personas. Because think about it, every time you get around a different group of people, is like 
a different part of you is born in a different time. Like you let that part grow, and then once that part is grown, or you're just getting tired of being in the same bubble, you go into a venture onto a new part of life, and you unlock a different persona of yourself. But I knew, like Kendall, I knew he was like, trust me, y'all, he was good enough to make it. He, he could have went to, I think it was like Faulkner, wasn't it? Uh, it was Huntington. 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 Like, don't let the hype fool you. The boy got a wet shot. He <laughs> might as well be a Curry brother. But, like, to be honest, y'all, like, Kendall is like a person that really is like, a, Kendall and Kenny is loyalty to them. And that's everything I feel like to them. Well, in my viewpoint, that's from my perspective. Because, like, I know if I come over there and talk to them, I'm going to get – Kenny, Kenny get it on to me more than Kendall. <laughs> He's like, did you come over here for the advice or you just want me to tell me, tell me what you want to say? And then he'll kick me out. <laughs> I got kicked out a couple times out of the house. <laughs> and then, look, I, get, I used to get mad as hell, too. I'm like, bro, this man just kicked me out of the house. Man, fuck, we trying to play 2K. You would kick me out. And I was like, bro, it's just learn. But I also learned, like, bro, I got respect it because, like, end of the day, that's his house. I got respect his rules. I got respect the boundaries. And, like, later on in life, I more understand the boundaries that you give different people. So, like, hey, you ain't made it past this part of my life or the trust thing. You can't get into this boundary of me yet. This, that, and third. So, like, I understand why I got kicked out. <laughs> Look, no. Damn. Yeah, man. I used to be, but I used to be, I used to be wild in the way I thought and everything too. But like, that's just how I was at that time with my period in my life and everything too. But uh, you've grown, man. Yeah, I grew up a little bit. Just a bit, man. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> but like me and his conversation never been a bad conversation. But you know, I feel like iron sharpen iron, and who you surround yourself with sharpen you, and like. Like, people don't know this, like, when I was, uh, I went to jail, I got locked up. Yeah, my family showed up in court. But Kendall was, like, the only friend that I had that was around here that actually showed up when I had just my bond hearing. And to be honest, like, when I first got out, I think that was the first stop I made. My mom dropped me off over there. And we had, like, just the realest conversation because – Kenny and Kendall, I feel like, bro, like, if something, somebody come up and ask them about, like, that whole situation, they're like, I don't know, that's my friend, so you ain't going to talk about him like this. But uh, I know him and everything else, too, and I respect him for that, and I thank him for that because, you know, I ain't never had a question shit. Never had a question shit. And that's why I'm, I'm really excited to get y'all on the show because, like, just about our relationship alone, even though we don't hang out like we used to, I don't play 2K like that no more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, because obviously I'm trash right now because I haven't played in a long time. But if you give me two months to practice, we can go my professional, uh, my player mode or whatever, and I guarantee you. Yeah, but you need two months to practice. Tra- yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, to be honest, I know, <laughs> I know how the game goes when I go over to the house, and uh. Y'all you know what I'm saying? Our GM mode, our legendary GM modes. Because, like, uh, we all have competitors, competing, teams competing for championships. We build our roster right. 
But uh, man, so back to this, I just really want to. I know uh, cause I, I all right. I look at it like this. Back in my life, I ain't always been the best uh person or best friend or like my ego got away in uh, in front of a lot of stuff. But this is a personal question. Why do you stay friends and loyal to me during the times where I was seeing like I was more about myself than everything else? Um, <laughs> honestly, man, I, I, I base my circle on people who's their, their heart. Um, it's more like a, a heart or spiritual thing. Um, I don't, I never felt like your intentions were to, um, threaten me or any kind of form of fashion. So. I knew your intentions were always good. You know, I can't judge a person on their actions because I don't know what you're going through. Um, we had enough moments and times, conversation allowed me to think, okay, look, he's cool peoples. I don't agree with everything he does. It's yeah. not my business, but um, yeah. our friendship is solid uh, from the jump. So um, I'm always about trying to help someone. So yeah. I, you know, you came to me for help sometimes. So I was there for you. I, I, Likewise, same to you. So, yeah, um, good conversations. <laughs> yeah, man, it's good conversation, good vibes, man. Like, I don't think anyone's action should ever be their definition of that person. Um, so, um, I always knew Chris. Chris does have a very good heart, a very good intentions majority of the time. So, you know, that's that's really why I I stay solid to you, man. And like I always say, oh, much love to you, man. Appreciate. You. What are you kidding? No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was glad to see him like, like have his own like people, his own crowd. Yeah. So for me, if if you came in the spot, then he was a little bro. Then you was a little bro too, until you did some like stupid shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you you was cool. I mean, so I was I was I was cool with you. Facts. Thank you. I ain't gonna cry. No. I promised myself I wasn't gonna cry. <laughs> but no, all right. So, uh, as far as like going on in the future wise, mm-hmm. do y'all believe your basketball love will lead y'all to coaching or anything? For me, both of y'all. Because to be honest, I feel like a lot of people can learn a lot from y'all. Just not even just like game in the game of basketball. But I, I, I'm never gonna sit here and say it couldn't happen. Uh-huh. Um, as of right now, I just don't see that being um, something that I would do. Only because there's a lot of things I'm more, you know, engaged in right now in life to where it's just not really my forte. And then I know that to teach someone something, you have to really be patient. Be patient and be invested into it. You can't teach someone while you're kind of dabbling in other things you're more invested in. So um, looking at the game of basketball right now. Some coaches are just not coaching the game correctly, in my opinion. So I don't ever want to go in that route and do the same and cheat no kid who could possibly be the next star or whatever. So, but so to answer the question right now, probably not. Maybe, maybe whenever I'm older, who knows? <laughs> well, as you can, because low key, I look at a lot of these high school teams around here. Kenny would be a great coach, though. Kenny would and they like, need. Kenny would I, I really, I'm looking at. It, I was like, bro, they need. A good coach that knows, like, a hey, not going to just like, cut somebody, yeah, 
cut by somebody opportunity short because like you got play favoritism because I feel like when we grew up we had a lot of there was a lot of favoritism on our basketball team mm-hmm. for what we achieved with all the bullshit we had to go through. Yeah. I'm surprised we used to achieve that, but it was a lot of bullshit, and I really feel like you know. Us as growing growing up as more mature men yeah. would provide a better outlet for some of the kids because like by us being going through that, yeah. I feel like y'all would like. There's some um, there's some homies of mine that you know. Shout out to the Pine Fours. Yeah, the basketball they doing real good. They doing real. Uh, I know a lot of them over there. So my cousin um, Ty, Ty can't yeah, do anything. As far as our generation, they're setting a pretty good example of what I would. If I was to be a coach, I would, you know, say, hey, man, look for them over there. So, like I would always say about Kenny, man, like Kenny's genius. Like, I mean, to shut y'all down. Yeah. But I definitely won't be doing no coaching. <laughs> <laughs> well, you be behind the scene guy. Uh, yeah, yeah I really deal with a person that's really, like, focused and know they really want to do something like that. I'm, I'm not into the, you know, finding someone or, like, grooming like everyone i know a lot of people around the city that are like real smart yeah and they still like at it and, and to the point where they could just pick the game apart so you know you just send them to them and then you like you said you got there's a good circuit of people around here that, that see that it's like hey real player coaches that that they've gone for a little bit or been around some people you know what i'm saying been around some camps where it's just like hey I do know what I'm talking about, and this will get you here. So, yeah, yeah I usher, yeah. I usher people. And you know yeah. what I mean? Is this some like specific? That I'm pretty sure them people will hit me up. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like that. But as far as that being my lane, that just ain't my lane. <laughs> so, as a brother, what's your favorite quality about your brother? One thing you love most, like about your brother? About my brother? Yeah, like b- both of y'all. Like, what's the like? I ain't saying just label as one thing, mm-hmm. but you know, what about your brother makes um, you like? Dang, that's 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 a tough one, man. It's a lot, obviously. Um, I love about my brother, but if top of my head, um, just the way he loves our family, um, his his way of loving our family uh, is extremely powerful. Um, I will say that. Is much needed. So, um, I took my time. I look up to him all the time. I'm never gonna stop looking up to him. So, just the way he chooses to love our family and love, you know, me and the world, people around him is uh, one of the best parts I, I think right now. But it's a ton I can go down the line with for sure. What about you, Ken? He's stubborn. He's <laughs> <laughs> consistent though, and um, whatever he chooses to kind of pay attention to, he can kind of be seen for that. Um, so I, I mean those are like strong qualities that he kind of like into like like every day and um, again like he he like real loyal sometimes a little too loyal at times but yep. like he, he real loyal so all he has to do is just be on the right track and, and he's straight man Hey, Kendall, you touched upon how your personal passions kind of intertwine with your work. Mm-hmm. So, Kenny, I'd like to hear, like, your creative process when it comes to your art. And, like, you know, how do you take the personal elements of yourself that you would like to represent and put it out on the canvas? 
Um, finding your voice is like difficult for some people, and and they you gotta go through like experiences. But for me, it was about all the experiences that I went through. Um, not playing ball anymore. Um, I tore my Achilles. And yep. a lot of folks around the city and tour. Just like, it's just stuff like that when you realize you ain't coach, right? You ain't, you don't have people around here to like really guide you through like the process of stuff that's not just on the court. And it's just all these things that kind of like, whoa, life kicking in. And um, the decisions I made, they became like, I had to make my own decisions sometimes to, to get the right fit for me. I couldn't listen to someone before me like even my parents or just like certain mentors and stuff, like I did best in life when I made my own decision. So my art career truly started here at UWF. And I came over here for, I think, graphic design to make some money. I was uh, in high school, I was doing architectural design. And I was like, nah, that's cool. I always drew houses as a young but they kind of ain't it. I know I'm going to eventually give it up because I, mm. I just gave basketball up. So I can tell what's legit, what's not legit. Mm -hmm. So I started doing graphic design, came over here, um, jumped into those like under those little pre-level, pre-rec courses. Yeah, undergrad. Or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I had an instructor by the name of Marcy and she took me out to class and she was like, you're going to be doing like, like hands-on like art and stuff, painting. So I was like, cool. I'll, I'll do it, whatever. Again, letting people kind of like move me along a little bit. But then it gets to a point where you try to make me go to a certain way, like I'll straighten up and like, nah, yeah. I got my own here. So one thing I loved about it was I was allowed to like express things where I wasn't good at writing or I wasn't good at like vocally, like just pronouncing or speaking certain things. Like, nice. The expression came out in like brush strokes. The expression came out in like quality of line, stuff like that. So for me, I really love the process of art. I see a lot in the process, not necessarily the on um, the image. And as of now, the image is starting to catch up with my process. But um, at that time, um, I met like a lot of great people here. Greg Saunders. Um, world-renowned artists across the globe uh, in New York. Right now, he'll be showing in um, New Orleans soon, and I'll be showing in New Orleans soon. Okay. Um, in Pensacola, no, the Ogden Museum of Southern Art. Okay, I know he's going. Yeah, but um, that journey was tough. Um, I work, right, right now I work in crayons, and for me, it's I always, I don't forget where I came from, so. They told me if you had a, true, a, a a choice, what would you make art with? And I was just like, a crayon, because that's, that's like the GS, that's, yeah. that's the first thing my grab. You can't do nothing else, but hit this crayon, yeah. don't color on my wall. When you come go outside and hoop, that's what I did. So I grabbed that and I was like, man, I'm about to just, everything that y'all doing, I'm about to do it with a crayon. Yeah. And so now, that's what I do now. So my voice is find out what you find find whatever is like a means to no end for you. Find whether you can explore different awarenesses and whatever like that. That way they take you out of mental ruts and stuff. I'm 
I'm very like focused on like the mind and then the feelings and the thoughts and stuff like that, and being able to jump in and jump out. Some would call it like an out of body experience, but when I started dabbling into like weed and all that type of stuff, I didn't yeah. feel the same as other people would say. Yeah. They got high and did whatever. I'd be like, I I finally kind of like leveled down a little bit, yeah. and now I can actually go do some stuff. So I. We was like a little different for me when I like got with other people, but it's it's things like that that like oh that's a connection. Now can you use that in your art? Now I'm explaining things. I'm explaining stuff to kids with my art. Let my art support what I'm talking about. I can tell you how to get out of a situation real quick and tell you how to get in a better one. And I can show you on a piece of paper better than I can tell you though. Yeah. And before we get into the next question, please shout out your Instagram page if you got one for your art. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pablo underscore um, painter? <laughs> yeah. Pablo underscore painter? Yeah. 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 All right. And, you know, with mental health becoming a bigger scope in our world today, mm-hmm. you know, one of the biggest things that they tell you is to try and find, like, an outlet mm-hmm. for you to express your pain. Do you feel like art is, like, the, the biggest and easiest thing for you to express that? No, damn sure ain't easy. <laughs> but, um, it, it's the it's the biggest, meaning I can fall as hard as I can soar in that space. Mm-hmm. So that tells me the boundaries are like beyond a lot of stuff that I would jump in and like concede. So if the boundaries are like real far there, then I know I got a lot of room to like grow. I know I can go places. I know I can explore some things. So. Um, for me, like my my task and my goal to myself is to like to take to to go beyond like culture. Okay, and I don't think, think of culture in a certain type of way. So for art, it's like I can bomb here, or I can like soar here to the point where you, you see artists do that. Um, that don't make sense in this time, but it may make sense later on. And I don't care if I'm in the right time or if I'm not in the right time. A lot of people will see what I'm talking about when I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Oh, I ain't I'm just over here like everybody doing it. I'm meditating. <laughs> I'm, look, but not nah, art. So, uh, I understand the part with like the timeless. Because, like, but one, it's like, I feel like the main. Correct me if I'm wrong. The main f- influence behind your pain is mostly your family, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember, I, he, he, like, all right, this is one pain I always have. Family had in general. Family so in general. It ain't got to be my family. It could yeah. be your family. It could be what you tied to. It can be what you consider family. Yeah. Uh, it ain't just blood. I, can, I bet you consider a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things, like, just close to you that, that ain't blood. So once you kind of bring that into your circle, you know how to relate to that. You know how to move around that. That's what I'm trying to get out. You get to that space, you ain't really worried about a lot of shit in life. You're going to get through it because it's like, yeah. I got the support system and I'm a piece to my support system. If, if I drop it, they may drop, so I got to keep it up. And then if I start to slip, they going to make sure I don't slip. So you, you, you got to find your pieces to the puzzle. And family, however you want to look at it, what you consider your family, that's it. Yeah. All right. The one pain I always want to know. I know it's the one with Kendall. Like, was it Kendall where he was, or that was you? In the it was like in the Garden of Eden or something. Oh, this guy. 
That was a, I always want. I was like, I look, cause look, you know, you know the pain I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So look, I always be looking at it. I'm like, is he in the garden eating? Look, it, it had me. It makes me think, cause it's just it's a layer. It's, I don't know. Can you tell me? Cause look, it's been blowing my mind for like ever since I seen it. <laughs> So like I just need to know like So at that time I was I was reading um a lot of different Bibles. I was going through a lot of different apocryphals and whatnot and and understanding symbolism as far as that I can see. And um I kinda got caught up in like um holding up other people's symbolism or what I would call myself what what I was dealing with at the time. And um it was also homage to some of like uh, I think Waterhouse. He's he's an awesome artist, but like it was, it was just pointing the way out out the forest. It ain't gotta be like eating, I guess. But it was just coming out of the forest. It was the the higher thought. I was the man. I was the thought. And you had two women at the bottom that was in the water. Those were the different feelings that I'm kind of pulling away from. So and. Certain mythologies is almost like nymphs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like uh, in Greek yeah, Greek mythologies, yeah, like like, um, like the mermaids and stuff, like yeah. sirens, sirens. S- yeah, some sirens. close to sirens or whatever like that. And Shout out to the Greek mythology. Like, plus, it was just huge. It was eight foot. It was eight foot oh, thing. So I just huge. I just needed yeah. something to like like fill the space. I needed a challenge. Yeah, okay. and I look that one. I used to always look at. It, I was like. Cause look, honestly, the whole thing I was like, bro, I seen the Bible, I see the, I see, I see like the Odyssey and all the different shit. I was like, bro, like, like, bro, when I used to take Greek mythology, that's right at the time you had your show over yeah. here, and we came to see and everything. But they pushed it heavy. Yeah, I, I, I could tell because Argos, you know, Argonauts, mm-hmm. Greek. Yeah, yeah, but no, like, I used to always wonder. I was like, the combinations of different things. And it was just like different to me, so I was like, it always stuck in the back of my head. So as brothers, I could tell like y- y'all are y'all own individual people, but I know some people in brothers they be like, oh, you gotta be just like me. But what would you say about like finding your place as individuals in um, like the same? Because you know some people like expect, all right, yeah, you probably be just like your brother. Or something like that. You know, a lot of people throw that in your family. Like, you know. Yeah, I run because they like, did them like that for like a long time. Oh, you did? Like, I'd be like, what you want to do? Once you tell me, then I'd be like, I'll push everything that I was aware of on you. Yeah. And that, that kind of like don't help. That like, that like, yeah. like burst yeah. um, I think like, like I said, like for years, like that was just the label I had. Not intentionally, but your Kenny little brother. He wasn't like trying to push that on me, but you know, but I wasn't really hanging around people my age at the time. Yeah. In fact, I never did. I was around my brother. Um, we're in a, we were in a very tight knit family, a large family, but very tight knit. We're all about, you know, help the brother out, help your cousin out. So it was natural for me to, to be with him at a younger age um, and then grow up with him. So I, in a sense, grew up around his friends. They were like my older brothers too. Um, so, like, find I I didn't I don't think I found myself until like college. Yeah, I, I would really say I became like not Kenny's little brother. You made your own wave um, part, and that happens when you go through your own situation um, in 
life. You, you're you're not gonna learn who you are until you by yourself. That's my understanding of life. I mean, you gotta be by yourself to figure it out. Cause he he gave me all kinds of knowledge, but yeah. it didn't click until I'm by myself. Until I had to use the tools he gave me. Um, the same with your a parent, you know, with a child. A child, my parent gonna teach you how to walk, do these things, but they can't walk for you. You gotta. Yeah. You know, so um, becoming your own person just happens when you're on your own, finding your own friend group, your own people who you feel trust me. You know, I guess we can say safe around or whatever. Uh, so that kind of happens. Then now, I don't know, man. I just I enjoy being by myself sometimes. It's just oh, not trust always me. Been, so, like you said, I know I can always go back to him or to him at any point in my life. I know it's it's nothing to go to him. For that so it's just easier now to be my own person and just through life circumstances and stuff what's your perspective on you know like individuality and especially you can't try to tell that line between you know mentoring him and allowing him to be his own person because as an older brother you know sometimes i see my little brother go through the exact same scenarios i was in but at the time i didn't have nobody to lean on for guidance so, you know, sometimes I'm not trying to force my way on him, but it's like I'm just trying to give him those little pieces of advice to help him navigate it easier. How long did it take you to kind of, like, find that right balance? Um, what? A couple years removed? <laughs> like, it, say, it, it yeah. hasn't been long, but I, I say, how about this? When I finally, like, broke away and on my own for real, for real then I, I kind of I understood how to deal with him. I was like, oh, when I start getting the pieces fully together... Like, I get it. Um, you going to go through it. I'm going I'm to give you something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you pick it up, you pick it up. If it get too dangerous, I'm going to come snatch you up. But if it don't get too dangerous, then it's just like, we're going to go through it. I mean, you yeah. may fall flat. Like, And I'm not going to give you an idea. You're going to have to come up with your own idea. That way you truly become... An individual. Yeah. If I give you ideas, yeah, you're just gonna use mine, and then if they start to work, you're just gonna keep coming back to me. Mm-hmm. So it's good that they want to rebel because they want to be unique. They want to be original. They don't want to do exactly what you want to do. I think the difficult part when you start looking at your little brother in those circumstances, you gotta read: Are you doing this just to be an individual, or are you just catering to like? I don't know, some crazy ass desires that you just can't get off right now and you just really want to do it real bad. So yeah. once I was like able to kinda of look at the difference, uh, you just can't get out your mind. You just you just really gotta scratch that itch out. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, that ain't all that bad or you ain't gonna die from it. So yeah. Yeah. do what you do. But you know what I mean, other than that, I mean I'm I'm gonna help you out. So he, he just really had to do his thing. Yeah. Um and I tell him right now, hey man, you might want to think about this. I give you a question. Um, you do what you do. I'm, I'm just saying that there's something to think about, and I just let him go from there. Yeah, yeah that's or, right. I just go over there and get my own fucked. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like, damn, what do you mean? <laughs> it's like I, I think, like as as a younger brother, you're like you, the way you see his life is like you always see the people around you. You see all the people around you who are like catering to you, mm-hmm. and you're the youngest, and so you like you internally know you're never gonna be out of someone's hands. You're always gonna be around someone who's gonna help you. Um, so like growing up, I was like, all right, man, like I 
want to do my own thing, but I want to cater to what everyone's around me telling me to do. Um, so with me and him, like we bumped heads when we were kids. Like when we were kids, we were not always, you know, tuned <laughs> by y'all and whatever, whatever. But I think that that works because, <laughs> like, when me and my sisters, yeah. like me and my older sister, we fought. We was just two years apart. Yeah. But like my little sister, she got that ten year age gap between us, mm-hmm. and like the relationship between me and my sister that fought, or like, oh yeah, we can have our arguments and disagreements, but at the end of the day, it's like that respect thing. Yeah. Like, bro, we went to battle. She beat my ass. Yeah. Well, actually, she went to battle. I just stood there and took the punches. I couldn't. I was scary. I was. I was a wimp. But uh, yeah, like, but like my little sister is just like. It's just like this distraught, like, bro, you ain't really been through nothing, so why are you going to try to tell me something or deal? And it's just like. I mean, yeah. it, it, look, if it don't make sense, it don't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Fact. how you got to play it. Look, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. Does this add up? If it don't add up, then you're going to realize you're doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you can make it make sense on all levels across the board and it's still different from how I would do it or how any else would do it, Go for it. Yeah, I like now. Oh my god, I love when me and him like don't agree something. Like I, I exactly. Like I love it because like you show I, you a different viewpoint. Like, it's like now I get to go to someone who is gonna tell me their authentic opinion of it, their beliefs of it. Um, he ain't gonna never, you know, come at me any differently. But it's like, no, this is what this is how I'm seeing this issue, and this is how I feel like we should, you know go towards it or approach it or whatever and he's like well have you thought of it this way mm-hmm. and it's like oh well everything else you told me since I've been a kid like never steered me wrong so I can trust your words now you know along with my own views as well so even if I don't in a sense agree to his you know suggestion or opinion it's like I can still use something out of it you know to help me now as a you know as a man of my own now so I think I, I just for any younger brother, or yeah. still going out there, man, like, do you? Don't don't ever not do what you feel to do, but understand your oldest and probably give you some words of wisdom. So, I'm all about growth now. Like as a therapist, I'm all about preaching about growth. Um, if it's gonna help you grow, do it. Um, if it's not gonna help you grow, don't do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. It's just simple as that, plain. So if he's giving you knowledge that's gonna help you grow. Why not take it in? Even if you don't agree to it, you should still take it. It's going to help you grow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If he's, you know, trying to do that. So as a younger sibling, I'm all about him because he just helps you, helps me in a sense grow yeah. as a man of my own. Sure. Yeah. And I can see that playing off into like our friendship and everything too because we don't agree about everything. <laughs> me and him, like me and Kendall, we got like our own viewpoints. Sometimes he gets frustrated at me and he. <laughs> He he yells at me. He tries to abuse me. And that was, <laughs> he yells at me and everything. But like, so it's like I, 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 one thing I learned about us: we're all our own individual. With every person that we call friends, we're all our own individual. We got similarities that we we're bonded by, but our differences is what make us who we are. And view different viewpoints, different standpoints, and everything. Yeah, it's it's all over the place to be honest. When it comes to different things, but like, I appreciate them for their differences because it gave me a different perspective. Because especially with everything I got going, it's like, all right. So I know somebody else that watching this is going to be thinking something like this. So how do I communicate? Well, I'm trying to communicate 
to them in the way they perceive so. And like, like I say, it really is not like iron sharp and iron. Like, you can't be going through the, like have the people that have the same viewpoint as you and expect to get something different because most of them become yes men and then they don't see things different. They don't give you this perspective yeah. and then boom, you fucked up and you're like, bro, what the fuck? I don't, yeah, I would tell you what I don't. Yeah. I don't deal with. I don't deal with yes men. There's no kind of people who I want to be around. I need someone who can tell me no flat out. Like if you can tell me no or tell me like that ain't it. Um, I tell you, it's stupid. I'm rocking with it because it's like, all right, cool. Because you you making me either look a certain different, and it's it's on then it's on me to make a decision to look at it differently. If I yeah. if I choose not to and I go down a road where it's unhealthy for me, then yeah. I have no one to blame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Myself, but if yeah. he just told me no, and it was like, "Hey, man, I've been through that. I'm trying to tell you no." Yeah, I need to be the man that's in here to, to say, "Okay, it may hurt my feelings, but yeah. the probably and probably no." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the same with me and Chris, man. Like, yeah, there's times when Chris will check me sometimes, or like, "Yo, man, that ain't it." He checked me too. I gotta, I gotta listen to you know Chris because I I trust his words. So it's like, you know, vice versa. Um, yeah. Anyone in your circle. Um, I think our family, me and him, have learned that, you know, your circle can either diminish or grow at any point in your life. It can it always add in and subtracting, but whoever's in that circle should be able to tell you no and yes at any time or form. Fiction. You should be able to accept it. accept it. I feel like authenticity is very important in your personal relationships because if you don't have the authenticity, then you don't have that room to grow. Right. Like Even those different opinions, you know, even if you don't agree, it still allows you to get like a nuanced perspective so you can step into something else with a better idea, yeah. better mm-hmm. mindset. And better viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so wait, I know you always go to him for advice, but Kenny, do you ever go to Kendall for advice? Yeah, I highly relate to people because yeah. I kind of come off a brush sometimes. And I got friends that kind of come I, I, I like it. Hey, I appreciate it because low-key I'll be like, Kenny thinks the way I think. Sometimes I don't really have the words. Just because I don't have enough conversations. I know he, he talk, relate, fumble, know no. how to carry himself, know what to say or whatever like that. Um, so there's a downside when your main form of expression is like art and you're not communicating face to face with a lot of people. So he do that. Uh, like I told you, it's, he's stubborn on the way he do things, but he's real consistent and he know how to be seen for that. So... Him, him being able to be that social butterfly in a sense a lot of times, but still be like, yo, like I don't have to jump in these crowds. Like I know how he moves. So yeah. him being able to like the hit both Maneuver sides like that, yeah. I just, yo, that's, I'll, I'll come to him for that. Oh. But I'm um, like, yeah, you whatever whatever field you operate well in, I'll listen to you. You just, when I'm doing this over here, yeah, can't nobody tell me what to do over here. Oh, that's your, that's your, yeah, I already yeah. know. So, Kendall, do you check on your brother? Like, because, like, I know he check on you. You check on him? Like, like hey, bro, you straight? Everything? Uh-huh. Call him? Because, look, I, I call you, you most of the time, like, bro, how your mental state? Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm saying, because I do that with basically everybody. Kenny, I ain't call you because, low key, I be thinking, like, Kenny don't want to talk to me right now. Because <laughs> I'm like, Kenny will be like, what you want? What you want, Chris? <laughs> so, low key, I don't call you like that, but. Like yeah, it's a thought that matters. Yeah, it's a thought that matters because you know I feel like it's real important to check on, like, family in general. Because um, yeah. So. Uh yeah, I mean in our in our in my own way. Yeah. I'm not. I don't really. 
had to call and talk to him. Like, hey, man, how you doing? Type of situation. Where's your mental state? Um, I I guess because he's my brother, I kind of know Telepathy. how to talk to him in our own language, in a sense. Um, but yeah, I check on him, man. Um, especially after you guys were growing up. <laughs> I do. Check <laughs> <you> <laughs> yeah, I, I check you. Uh, I get, no, I'm not talking about that. Is that how people like check on each other now? Like, what's your message? Not because of because me, how me and Kendall, because me and Kendall, uh, conversations be. Okay, I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like, because yeah, yeah. all right, since like I know I went through a lot of depression, mm-hmm. and Kendall went through his own source of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I, I call him half the time first if I know he's gonna be short winded with me because he he's busy as shit already. <laughs> I try to make sure like how you mentally doing, bro, because I feel like no not a lot of people check on your mental state. I but, think we just me uh, we we say what is you are you good? I know yeah, I know yeah, I know I know, yeah, but look, yeah, but you know yeah, like, everybody yeah. say you good and you be like yeah I'm straight. But it's but well, like yeah I mean, you know, it goes from there. Then. I know, but like I first because I I won't be. I'm not like everybody else. You know this. I'm unique. <laughs> I'm my own person. So I, I first thing I do when I call Kim, I say, "Yo, what's up, bro? How you mental state?" So like, if he, if he, if he's straight, anything, because like you could be good. Like if you say how you doing, that yeah. may be just like how's your yeah, day going. Man. I want to know how your mental state going because like really, a lot of people don't check on people's uh, mental health and stuff. And it's like tough. knowing that I've been through it, and you know a lot of people go through it. And friends, especially friends I know, been through mental depression and everything. I want to say, bro, how are you doing? Because if you need to talk to me, I'm trying to like, yo, I'm here. Yeah. So, so. I mean, for me, like, I, that's one thing I do value about Chris for sure. Like, when he asked me that question, like, not everyone knows the awareness to ask a person how's your mental state. Yeah. Now, with my brother, I ask that question in a different manner. Yeah. You know, I can read his body language or something of that, that nature that's my brother. So Facts. I know those things. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, like you're saying, like, there's some people you need to ask that question. Like, yo, what mental space are you in right now before I ask this next question? Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you're too busy, man. This may not go the way I want to go. You know, if it's, if it's in, a different, in a different manner. So, um, yeah, like, it's, it's an important question. I think I asked that question. He asked that question about me, too, huh. in his own form or fashion. But we, I think we do it by, like, space. Um, we operate in certain spaces. So yeah. if he's dealing, like being doing his artwork, I don't really too much. You know, he that's it. That's yeah, his, I, I that's really it. He in his zone. He's like, bro. Yeah. If I see him, I go. You know, it's cool. Whatever. If he, you know, chop it up, cool. But I know he's working on a piece. Typically, I'm not really gonna do too much. You know, like let him do his thing until he comes to me. Yeah. And I think he gives me the same respect as well. Like if he knows how, you know. Do my own thing. Chances are he may call or whatever, but I think I'm not sure other people. But for me and him's relationship is definitely like a just a known connection. Energy like yeah, love. Okay. It's energy yeah, level. Like, like I make sure he's straight, right? Like what? We'll do like little. If something's going on as far yeah. as connection wise, I ain't got to really ask him no questions. Like he playing chess or whatever like mm-hmm. that. So I know. He ain't dead. He actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting him up every day and stuff like that. And if I need to like talk to him, yeah. like I'll talk to him. So it's just like, like little stuff like that. If it get to be like two, three days, you ain't heard like, from that's, him. That's some weird shit. Two days is like. It's like you know, know you gotta know your personnel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. know your personnel. That's why I say like really. I really looked at like me and Kendall's relationship, like friendship and everything, and like, even with you, Candy and everything too. I compare it to basketball, cause like 
if you know your personnel, you know their tendencies, you know what they do. As long as you know your personnel, like you should know when something out of out of whack if you pay attention. Because right. mm -hmm. like I know where his hot spots at. I know where everything. I know what he's gonna do. I know where I need to be at. I know where the shots gonna come off at. It's just by spending time and just actually you know watching it and getting to know them. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. and I know like when somebody gonna teach like life is like a game of basketball, like a game of chess, however you wanna put it. But when whoever you're in your team, you need to know who they are because you need they got to know how you move, you got to know how they move, so you know accordingly they position that they play in your life and how they're going to – you're basically trying to win the game. You're trying to score. Yeah, I mean, I Put like, the basket in the hole. I feel like everyone, as you get – I don't know, as I'm getting older, I'm learning. I keep saying that a lot, but, uh, you know, my uncle always told me, like, and, you know, as you get older, you'll learn. Um, it's a true statement, you know. You can experience things in life, but until you get to a certain age, um, you don't under quite understand, understand it. Um, so now I understand like everyone do does serve a purpose, and so my brother's purpose in my life is defined. I know the purpose of it. I know what he is there for. You know, it, it's the range of it is a lot farther than some people in my life. But yeah. you know, he has his purpose. And I have my purpose in his life, and the same with. No friendship. Yeah. Hey, man, I don't need to go to Chris about certain things. He's probably won't have that answer for me. I won't have that connection for me. Nothing mm -hmm. personal. Just yeah. his purpose is not there. So, but I know when I do go to Chris for that certain thing, it's like he never he never dropped the ball. He's all in there. He's mm -hmm. always on time for it. And same like with you know me and him. Same like, same for me and him. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have to learn like in the last couple of years, like really mastering finding myself mm. so I don't really be around people like that like if you ever see me on campus yeah like before like recently you know, I was doing podcasts and everything I was like bro if you see me on campus that's probably the time you see me then after that it'll be like in the gym because like I had to go through a period of time where like I went from this person I thought I was and having this whole perspective be pushed upon other people about me. And I had to really find myself and really had to learn, like, hey, I'm not what people claim me to be. I got to – and it's, I had learned, like, people's opinions didn't matter. So I had literally – I built my body physically. And then, like, while me doing that, I also learned how to build myself mentally and learn how to be alone. And, like, now it's kind of weird because I'm trying to get back to the point where I can, like, be around people now and, like – like doing podcasts is one thing, like great and everything, going out and everything. Like even recently, like we just went out to the bar last night, mm -hmm. but like I will go out now. I'll be like the only person by my. I'll go out by myself, cause I'm like oh, I'll be here and then I'm like, bro, why the fuck I'm here? <laughs> and then go. I'm like, bro, and like I got to a place like really, if I go out and like I don't like it, like I feel like I'm fully drained. Like I don't want to do shit for like the next two three days. I'm in my bed, I'm sleep. I might go to the gym. That's it. But like. The one thing I really appreciate, like, you know, like, people give me the space to actually grow as a person. Like, I appreciate that because, like, that same way that Kenny explained that to you, like, hey, you had a gift and you had to give you a space so you can master your stuff. Like, I really feel like nowadays, like, after being through, after being through what I've been through and finding really more out by myself than ever, like, I'm more understanding. 
Uh, I just want to say appreciate y'all's friendship, appreciate y'all's like brothers and everything. Being, I appreciate being able to come and talk to y'all whenever. And Kenny, thank you for answering my phone call. <laughs> low key, I, I low key thought you wasn't gonna answer. I was like, I said, like, I called you, you answer. I was like, I said, holy Kenny. Wait, wait, someone else named Terramis? Yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. wait. He spelled the same way and everything. No, for real. At, at my job. For, so I was just like, uh, no, hey, don't, don't say that. Crazy. No, you fucking lying. No, <laughs> don't, don't do it, Kenny. But, I've been saying I'm the one and only. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I saw and I was like, it's something about like work. I was already, I was subbing for like art class. Oh. Uh. I was like, um, you know, I could just like hold on because I've done it before. Yeah. I was like. I, Boy, I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's Chris. Cause you don't come up as Chris. Oh yeah, true that. On my phone. I was like, ah. That's my alias name, everybody. <laughs> but damn, wait, for real, there's somebody else on my name? Somebody <laughs> with your name, man. Sorry. I call him T. You don't have to change that handle, man. Right. Right. I call my, I've been calling myself T lately. I've been going by T. Tell him he gotta hey, he gotta get the fuck up out of it. Hey. No, I'm you I've been going <laughs> up, I've been, by every era he got a new nickname, man. Yeah, like and that remind me of like my homeboy. If y'all need like stock advice, um, yeah, uh, what's it, a broke homie coin. Broke yeah, homie. Yo, he he got like a bunch of um, I, I can't remember all these, but they would change every every when the hottest artist was out or something big change. He was he was it. So they could find him. <laughs> they could find him. Man, but look, damn, I look. I googled it. I was the only person with my name. Google ain't gonna have you every time, bro. It really ain't. It's all right, yeah. though. They drop the ball sometimes. Yeah. Fuck Google. <laughs> but nah, man. Man, I just want to say thank y'all for coming on. <laughs> any hey, closing remarks, though. Y'all got any closing remarks or anything? You wanna, uh, advice y'all can give to brothers that trying to, older brothers and younger brothers trying to uh, um, fill each other out? For, this is for anyone. Just take care of your mental space. Take care of your... Uh, your mind yeah, and your body reacts to that. So if you take care of your mind, take care of your body. And just keep growing as far as siblings, man. Just love your sibling, bro, no matter what they tell you. It may, it may come off harsh, but they love you. So. <laughs> okay. Um, don't get lost in your own mind. Ooh. Uh, I, I feel like that's a, that's a real thing. It happens a lot. And a lot of times that actually may be the problem. And um, as far as like pushing forward or whatever you do, just just find out again what what what's the means to like not an end. And if you know you're gonna be doing it, you can look at yourself right now and see you just not gonna stop doing this particular thing. Go for it. What about you, Eddie? Uh, I just say surround yourself with authentic people, man. Cause like even just from this short conversation, I could tell that y'all obviously been through a lot together. But at the end of the day, you know that authentic bond allows y'all to grow. And overcome any adversity that your relationship probably had. So, keeping those right people around you. Facts. Oh well, for me, uh, don't surround yourself with yes men. If your friends are no, for real. If your friends are different, that's good. They don't got to be the same way. They ain't got to think the same way. They they got to have their own little thing about them. Cause if you got a whole bunch of yous walking around. Who's gonna be that person gonna tell you no when you need to know no at the most? So find y'all some people that tell y'all no and stop being butthurt about somebody telling y'all no and just try to think why the hell that why and see if people 
other other people's perspective <laughs> over your own sometimes. But I want to thank everybody for coming on, and thank you all for tuning in for this episode of From Boys to Men. We'll be back to y'all with another episode. Peace, love, and happiness.